Okay, listen up. You're now locked into the I Do It For Hip Hop podcast. DJ Bugsy is bringing back the essence of hip hop. Hear the voices from the artists, the DJs, and the movers and shakers that keep the culture alive. Most importantly, they're keeping it the hip hop. Hey, DJ Bugsy, you ready? <laughs> and now to our regular scheduled program. What up, what up? It's your boy DJ Bugsy doing for Hip Hop Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on Google Play, iTunes, DJ Bugsy 215, SoundCloud. I'm super excited about this episode. This is episode 25. I got my boy representing Wilmington, Delaware, Rel Jarv. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rel Jarv in the building, you know. What's up with you, bro? <laughs> I'm good, man. I'm good. I fresh off complain. TV. Yeah, yeah. Fresh off TV. You know, just out here trying to, right. trying to keep it going. Yeah. So how, so... First, I want to go to the beginning because you initially started out as a singer. Right. A lot of people probably don't know that. So talk a little bit about singing before you started rapping. Uh, the crazy part, like, mm-hmm. I started in, in church. So, okay. So I started, like, singing in church, writing gospel music and stuff like that. I wrote my, my first song when I was, like, 10 okay. in church, and I sung it in church. Mm-hmm. And everybody loved it, so I just kept writing gospel songs. Oh, but, wow. Like, I mean, it started like with my grandma playing records in the house, like mm-hmm. us on Sundays cleaning the house, washing the walls. She's just playing records. Yeah. So I just started learning. I just started singing along with the records and learning, okay. you know, about about music, like old R and B music and stuff like that. That way, mm-hmm. and then I just wanted to jump into it, and it just happened. That's dope. So I know you said too, you was inspired by Usher, people yeah. like that. Usher, genuine, you know, this, this, that 90s feel, yeah. Yeah. So do you try to bring that 90s feel to your music because that's some of your inspirations? Uh, I feel like mm-hmm. I feel like we kind of tr- try to pull from every era. Okay. You know? um, we don't necessarily try to be 90s. We don't necessarily try to be, you know, modern day or nothing like that. We just kind of go with the flow, you know, right. and it's kind of us just having a, a, a foundation from music. It just kind of, you know, it's, it just shows, you know, through the music when, we, when we're recording it. Okay. And mostly everything you post on social media has the makers hashtag. Can you talk a little bit? Of, we got your partner in the building, so I'm going to let him introduce himself. How you doing? This is Joseph Thriller. Okay. You know I mean, co-CEO of the, of the makers. Okay. The music makers. That's what's up. And how did mm-hmm. that come about? Um, <clears throat> through a mutual friend, mm-hmm. um, Hard Boy YC. He brought a rail through yeah, to the bro. studio yeah. one one day about eight years ago when he was 16 and we've been linking and, and working ever since damn that shit crazy bro. that's what's <laughs> up man so when y'all think about like labels and because now it just seems like everything is a direct direct consumer model mm-hmm. as opposed to how it was when puffy with bad boy rockefeller days so what's y'all mindset going in even with his career do y'all y'all had plans on getting you know a roster Broadening your horizons, but how do y'all go about it? Is pushing the music forward because the culture is different compared to was to your inspiration in the nineties. I mean, for me, I feel like we just we just kind of gotta we gotta adapt with the times, man. I don't necessarily feel like mm-hmm. you know you need a label these days. You know, you can you're reaching out and touching people every day, you okay. know, via social media and stuff like that. So. Right. I just feel like it's moving so fast that mm-hmm. we're just trying to keep we're just trying to catch up, up and keep up. You okay. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, trying to learn as we go, especially being new to it and being new to the game and, and really getting our feet wet now mm-hmm. to the business side of it. It's just right. really we're catching up now. And then it's after that, we got to keep up after that, you know, because it's changing every day. Exactly. Exactly. Now, I'm sure everybody wants to know 
how did you get on the four? I want to know because I felt like, you know, Diddy and Khaled and, you know, they, they some tough judges. Like, you really got to be on your A game. So how did you get actually on it, the show? Well, it started, like, I, I was... um. Mm-hmm. I was on Instagram and I kept seeing like for a week straight, I kept seeing Diddy um, posting, you know, we want the best rappers and singers. We want the best rappers and singers. And I'm like, at first I wasn't going to do it. I'm like, I'm not doing that. It's right. for singers one. And I'm like, it's probably a million people that submitted. I'm just not going to do it. And I never wanted to go that route. Right. But something woke me up out of my sleep. It was like three o'clock in the morning. I woke mm-hmm. up on my sleep. It was like, submit. And I just chalk it up to God, man. Just like, yo, get up and submit. Right. So yeah. I did it. I just submitted. They called me back. I went through like four or five rounds of auditions, man. And then, um, damn. And that's before you even get on the stage in front of in front of Diddy and Khaled and them. Um, Girl. Yeah. So you, it's not just like uh, you, you, they just pick you and you just go out straight on the stage. Like now you got to go through a bunch of different steps before you actually even get on. And the crazy part is there's people backstage that did not get the performance, probably 25, 30 artists that, that were backstage waiting each and but didn't get to perform you know, throughout wow. the whole season. So it was a blessing to even be on that at all. Yeah. It was, it was dope, man. I mean, when I first seen you, bro, I'm like, yo, this dude is nice. And I you know, you don't that, rap like these typical rappers. I'm not throwing shade at nobody like Migos <laughs> or Freak or nobody. But a lot of these rappers don't got bars, bro. But for you, you seem like you take your time, you get it all out, you know, you really go in. It, well, the crazy part about that is, man, I mean, I chalk that up to Joe. Um, he don't even let me mm-hmm. get out the booth if it's a whack verse. Like, I don't even get through the verse. Like, he'll be like, no, nah, that's not it. And he'll cut it and be like, you need to write it again. So I chalk that up to him. I mean, we spent, you know, three years before we even, mm-hmm. you know, put out any music, before we even, like, performed a show we spent three years in the studio just perfecting our craft and um and just making hundreds and hundreds of records i can't we can't even count how many records we did but and you know it was really just getting better me getting my flow me getting Mm -hmm. you know lyrics how to go down i mean how to go on different beats right you know and stuff like that so it was really a process the whole thing was it wasn't just like an overnight thing and plus i didn't start till i was 16 rapping Mm. So it only been eight years since I've been rapping. So we okay. took three years to catch up to everybody else. Basically. Right, right. Wow. So what's a whack verse to you? You, you. How did you judge that? How do you? What, what's your? Because like who in like when you look at your artists or when you? I mean, I know that's your partner, but what what are you trying to separate yourself from all these other artists like to bring it and and how do you tell if it's a whack verse or not? How do you go about that? Um. Hmm. More so, you know, uh, if he if, if he stuck to the concept, okay, definitely, you know what I mean. Um, the delivery, okay, uh, clarity. If I can hear it, like I'm engineering them, so yeah, I didn't hear him rap <laughs> thousands and thousands of verses, so right. I hold his verses to his other verses. You know okay, what I mean? so yeah, we we compare, you know, each song as we go along, and I'm like, nah, this one not better than the last one. So okay. we've been doing that for since he was 16, so he got to bring it. <laughs> Every right, time. <laughs> every time, and he's every not time. just my partner. Like that's, that's my partner, my business partner. Mm-hmm. You know, this is my one. It's my brother first. You know, okay. it's my business partner. You know, my engineer, my producer, like right. everything. Like so, it's no real jerk without Joe. Like if you see me, then you see, see Joe. Joe. Okay. You know what I mean? So and, y'all like Diddy and Diddy and Biggie. Yeah, yeah, in a sense. Yeah, I hope so. Yes, yeah, one day we get you know there. I, mean? I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. I hold him up there. I put him up there. I hold him with the greats. So let me ask you this: Did Diddy and Khaled give you any advice behind the scenes? And because they actually seen you perform, they actually 
picked you and you know y'all went through the whole process did they give you any gems backstage or anything that you took from the show that we didn't get a chance to see well you know the crazy part is like um we didn't get a lot of behind the scenes time like when i walked out on the stage that was the first time i seen diddy and Khaled. that was the first time yeah that was the first time i performed in front of them crazy so i don't even like yeah (laughs) yeah like so you think you know that we had time beforehand we had time backstage to really talk to them and and um and you know, chop it up with them, but we really didn't. Like I was stepping out there as a brand new person. They didn't know who I was. I didn't. I never performed in front of them. They never heard me before, and it was just like I just had to bring it. So you know, after they heard me perform, it was, you know, it was all it was all love. You know, even like backstage, like Diddy. The first thing Diddy said to me when I saw him backstage was just like keep hip hop alive type of stuff. And then, um, you know, Khaled, he's always dropping gems, man. He's just. Right. It, no, with everybody, he's dropping gems. Yeah, you know what nah. I mean? You know, it's not just me. It's with everybody, he's dropping gems. And it's really just to push yourself to keep going and getting better. Right. Um, Charlie gave me a lot of a lot of good advice, man. Just just really staying true to myself mm-hmm. and um, continuing to tell my story. You know, right. continuing to tell my truths. Right. And, um, you yeah. know, that those are people that are, you know, in high positions. So it really means a lot. And it's really something that I, I, I stuck to and I had to take take that back home when we, you know while we're recording the album now and really you know mm-hmm. taking that advice and taking that critique and yeah. putting it towards you know getting better right so let's talk about the the new project what's the name of it what can we expect what producers you know you know the process this just go when do you have a release date do you have a promo run what, what, what's your plan how you, how you plan to do the rollout yeah so the album is um it's called far from legendary um and, and what does that mean why did you title that? Um, well, we we've had that we've had that title for like years, a couple of years now, um, and we've been holding on to it. Mm-hmm. And and basically, far from legendary is just you know the people that we hold ourselves to, you know okay. the biggies and the and the jays and the you mm-hmm. know the legends of the game, you know, and what they went through and what you know transcending different eras and different you know genres mm-hmm. of music right. and really being bold and stepping out, you know, we have a long road to go before we can have that type of you know. That, that stamp that they have, you know? Exactly. <laughs> and a lot of people be putting that stamp on these soul with just the first project. Yeah, and way like, too early. Way too soon, right. you know? And, you know, as much as I respect a lot of these artists mm-hmm. out here and I admire them, you know, it's just some things that you can't do. Like, you can't you can't stamp yourself. Right. Like, it's... The, the the game has to, stamp, has to stamp you. You know, your track record is what stamps you in the game. Right. You know, Absolutely. um, And it could be... It, it's... Legends out here that that mm-hmm. had one album, you know what I'm saying? We were just talking about about uh Lauren going diamond, you know what I mean? Yeah, we were just talking the Fuji's about, going yeah, diamond too. Like we were just talking about that that stuff, and it was just like, mm-hmm. you know, it's 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 really capturing a moment in time, and that's one thing that Diddy said, mm-hmm. you know, about me in one of the episodes. He was like, "Rail really sees the moment in time." Right. So I feel like that's, and and however long we're in the industry, like. It's just seizing that time and, right. and, and maximizing that time. That's you know, true, um, man. That, all that's true. Diddy, you know Diddy be on his truth. He always yeah, be yeah on for his sure. Truth. So the album, I mean, I think it's, mm-hmm. we're looking at June to drop the album. Mm, so, maybe, um, so you going to have a release party and all that? Yeah, well, we're putting, the, put, putting together an um, mm-hmm. actual show, like our first 
headlining show. Okay. Like uh, a concert. So okay. we're going to perform the whole album. We have a couple of openers. Mm-hmm. We'll probably drop the album a week before just okay. so people can learn some of the songs and right. really, you know, um, digest it a little bit. And then mm-hmm. we'll go from there. Right. And, you know, when we do, we're doing a live band for the show. Um, oh, that's going to be dope. Yeah. So you already have your band already? We're putting everything together now. Like we just started the process this week. Like <laughs> That's dope. <laughs> so man. it's like we got four So months. y'all going to be on y'all root shit. Yeah, I mean, we're trying. We're trying to. Yeah. We're trying to make it happen. And we man. don't see that a lot. I think the last artist that did that was Rick Ross. He did a live band, live performance. Rick Ross did that. Yeah, and the crazy part is, man, I didn't. I, for us, we didn't want it to just be, you know, another rap show like where I go up there, we got a DJ, and I just grab the mic and I just rap over beats. Like we wanted it to be a, an experience because right. that's how we're gonna spread. That's how we're gonna get bigger word of mouth. I'm like, yeah. Yo, I, this dude's dope. I know you think he's dope, but yo, when you go to his show, like it's really a show. And a lot of artists take that for granted, stage presence. Yeah. I think that's like, I would say half of your base. Like if you don't have a stage presence, <laughs> it's, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of artists that don't and still have longevity. Like Jay, I don't really consider Jay having a super, super stage presence, mm-hmm. but his shows still be crazy because he has so many hits. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't, he doesn't have to be interactive like Busta Rhymes. Right, I think right, Busta right. Rhymes is probably the best one of the best hip hop performers of all time. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I would kind of compare my my performance style kind of to Jay because I don't do a lot of movement. I don't jump around and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it's the delivery. You know what I mean? He has that ability to stand <laughs> yes. there and just give it to you. You know yes. what I mean? And and definitely. just put you in a trance. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing that I definitely study. You know, from Hove is just you know capturing people's attention and keeping it and holding it for however hours. long your set is. Hours you know, hours at a time. You know, mm-hmm. and you know that's that's big and that's that's one thing that we're going to be doing in rehearsals when we're getting it. You know, getting everything together is mm-hmm. really um, focusing on that and focusing right. on. Capturing the attention and what's going to keep people engaged. Dope, dope. Now, when you won that night against Cheyenne, and you were sitting next to Fergie, and that was your first time meeting her too, right? Uh, now, I had actually met Fergie. Uh, before, I met Fergie in uh, rehearsals. Oh, okay. So I had already met Ferg, and okay. then, um, I didn't never, I didn't meet Cal or any of them though yet. But how did you feel? And was your heart pounding? Was you feeling like you were going to win? Did you did you feel like you know? Sometimes you just got that feeling like I know I'm going to beat her, or I know I'm going to win. Did you have that feeling? Um, going up there, <laughs> going up there the first song, man. I was I was super confident, and she came out when she did the wrecking ball. I thought she killed it. Right. So at that point, I was like, okay. I was like, now nah, I really got to bring it. But once I once the beat dropped, man, and I just zoned out from there. You know what yeah. I mean? It wasn't even like. I was thinking about it. So when I was standing next to Fergie and she's like, you know, you won, I didn't have any nerves or anything like that because at that point I kind of, you could feel the energy in the room. Right. You know, everybody was just so, I, I captured everybody's attention. You know, yeah. I mean, I seized that moment in time for that, right. you know, two minutes or however long the song was, people were engaged, you know, the whole time. So it was really like, I knew I kind of won already. Mm-hmm. You know, even though nothing's certain, but I just, you could feel from the energy in the room. Dope man, that's dope man. I mean, like I said, and then and then you went against Nick right, right, right. <laughs> on your brother's birthday, and yeah. I know that had to have been very hard for you. So, can you talk about the losing and how and what that done for you so far to kind of like give you more determination, more motivation, and you're also a father? Mm-hmm. Can you get into that? 
Yeah, I mean, it was it was tough losing. You know, it's always tough losing when you're competitive like that. Like I said, it was my brother's birthday, but you know, another thing, like my my aunt had passed that week too while I was in LA. Really? Yeah, like she passed away that week, so I was dealing with a lot. What people don't know is they. When I came out, I did the finesse song. You know, I was fine. We were good. We were rocking. What people don't know is they switched the audience in the middle of the show. So we have like a break, like an hour long break. Mm -hmm. So on that break, you know, I actually, they had to pull him from the crowd and bring him backstage because that's when, when you hear Fergie ask me, oh, you had an emotion moment backstage. That was during that hour break that we had. Yeah, so once he came back out, I was just like, all right, let's go. I, I try to, you know, get my emotions in check. But at that point, it was just like... You know what I mean? But yeah. <laughs> it was what it was. And then, you know, another part was when my kids came up on the screen, mm-hmm. it kind of, I, but the part you don't see is I turned away from the screen. Like I couldn't look at because I was already emotional. So right. when they came out, I, I turned away. I didn't even look at the screen. So I was just trying to, I was trying to hold it together the whole time, yeah. you know? Um, but, you know, I just took away what I could from okay. the experience. You know yeah. what I mean? It's definitely different obstacles and different things that we're going to go through, mm-hmm. you know? This is not the beginning. It, it wasn't the beginning then. I lost my brother. We lost, you know, mm-hmm. somebody that was like a brother to him, his cousin, Keese, who, you know, was a, a huge part of the makers. Know, exactly. You know, behind the scenes, though, like he didn't he didn't do music, but he, just that honesty that he had, you know, his critique, we held at a high level, you know, and he passed as well. How did he pass? Um, Sickle cell. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's a plague in the black community, unfortunately. Yeah. Yep. That's how my stepfather passed away. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, we're just trying to take take mm-hmm. everything in stride, you know, and really right. build on the platform that we did get, you know. And right. it was all even after the show, man. It was all positive, like right. even all the feedback was positive for yeah. me. Definitely. So, um, and we chalked that up to just being organic, you know what I mean, and right. being authentic and just and, and and not trying to put on a gimmick. Another thing that Diddy said that um. Mm-hmm. They didn't. They cut it out the show. He was like, you know, I really appreciate the fact that you came here on national TV and you didn't feel like you had to water it down. Mm, so strong. So it was. It was really just about being authentic for us. And now that we have, you know, fifty thousand people now, I got right. fifty thousand followers now. Yeah. You know, and it's still growing every day. Like I was just about to age about that. <laughs> so you might have it's like a win and a loss you might have lost the show but your 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 visibility yeah. people knowing who you are is at a high level so how so how is how is that seeing your phone turn into a monster basically <laughs> <laughs> because all these followers and notifications keep going off because you on tv how did how did, how do you deal with that how was that for you i'm telling you bro i was up like for like four <laughs> days straight just trying to answer people like <laughs> I was just trying to answer because I the biggest thing for us is I want to stay engaged with the fans. You know, okay. I don't want to just be one of those people that get a bunch of followers and don't respond to anybody. Right. So when I have downtime or we're not or we're in the studio and maybe he's mixing a record or mm-hmm. I'm at home on a Sunday right. and maybe my kids are eating lunch or my kids are asleep, mm-hmm. you know, um, I try to respond to people, you know right. what I mean, and try to just stay engaged with them because that's how, you know, we continue to grow. They go and they start telling other people, you exactly. know what I mean? And my phone was dead. Listen, my phone was on 4% for like a week and a half straight. Like, that's how crazy it was going with the notification. It would not even charge. Like Seriously? <laughs> like, it wouldn't. It just kept going and kept yeah, going. Every time one. I took it up, the ch- <laughs> you had to buy another phone. I, oh, yeah, I had to buy a second phone. Like, I just have a social media phone now. Like, that's how crazy it got. Wow. Like, <laughs> that shit is crazy, bro. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, yo, that's some shit. Yeah. 
Phone stayed on 4%. It was on 4% for like a <laughs> week and You need to name a, a song named 4 <laughs> <laughs> and talk about that shit in the song. And it's weird bro. because you think I was on a 4 Like, it was literally on. Every time I looked at my phone, I'm like, bro, look, it's on 4% again. Like, right. It just four like that's, that's it. That's, I'm that's just it. Saying, and we're not charged. We, we ain't we ain't charging. We just gonna stay at four. <laughs> that's that's what it is. Yeah, for sure. So what about the chicks, bro? I know how has your how has your DM rate changed? Because <laughs> I know <laughs> that shit had to change. If you get a lot of followers, and the DM rate had to go up. So how uh, do you keep track of that? Ah <laughs> uh, man, I try to keep my head clean, man. <laughs> <laughs> you keep it clean all you want. Them DMs ain't gonna stop, bro. Nah, it's Would you just decline them, or you just say? You nah, know? man. I mean, I try to. I even respond to them. You know, I get all types of messages. You know, right. I don't. I don't respond to to some crazy ones i get but okay um the regular you know, ones yeah the regular ones they just you know showing love you know what i mean even yeah. if they're like oh you're so handsome or if they're like you know we love you so much it's just i just try to respond back you know just yeah. to let them know that i see them right you know what i mean um but definitely trying to <laughs> <laughs> trying to keep my nose clean man. <laughs> i know it's hard bro <laughs> them bitties they come home. i know it's hard and, and man listen there's some beautiful women in the world man but you know. Now, how was it being in L.A.? Was that your first time in L.A.? It was. <clears throat> it was actually both our... When he came out for mm-hmm. episode four for the okay. taping, that was his first time even on a plane. Damn. You know what I mean? So, um, Sheesh. But that was one thing he always said, too, was, uh, you know, mm-hmm. the first time he wanted to take a flight was for something musically. Right. You know, so we made... And it worked out. It came in fruition the yeah. way you wanted it. And so we, we, we achieved that goal. You know, right. that was a milestone for Absolutely. us, too. You know, Um and and you know the big thing we learned we was watching a, a Dame Dash interview one time, mm. and he was like, um, okay. he was like, and, and and make sure you know coming up in this game that you enjoy the first time, celebrate right. everything. Yeah, like um, no matter how small uh, mm-hmm. it is, you know, just make sure right. you celebrate the first times. And I remember, mm-hmm. um, you know, just hearing different people in the industry, you know, say. You know, we've traveled all of these places, you know, mm-hmm. we've been all these places, but we right. haven't seen a lot, exactly. you know, and I feel like it's just you can get caught up in being on the go and just kind of like brushing over stuff mm-hmm. and not, not really enjoying, enjoying it. it. You know right. what I mean? So that's that's something big that we really whether it's a win, whether it's a loss, you know, wh- whatever it is, you know, um, whether it be, you know, somebody, you know, like I had an 11 year old uh, girl write me a she wrote out a letter took a picture of it and sent it to me and it was just like oh my goodness you inspired me so much mm-hmm. you know um i hope Damn. you can you know possibly just come to my birthday party you know it was stuff like that and it's just something that warms my heart right. you know and that's something that you hold on to and i try to enjoy Absolutely. that every time dang that's crazy so what did you do with the letter like what did you i say it's still on my phone because she wrote it down and she took a picture of it and she sent it to me okay um so i snapshot it and i kept it and you know she asked me to come to her birthday party i'm like it's kind of far out it's like october <laughs> she's like i was like you know contact me you know when it get closer to your birthday if i'm if i if i can do it i'll do it right. you know what i mean right. i'm not gonna be able to do that for everybody but it's just you know as much as i can you know just exactly. show show the fans and show people that i appreciate right. them you know what i mean Definitely. Wow, bro. I mean, off of one show. I yeah. mean, it's just your whole life just changed, bro. <laughs> For sure, man. Now, let me ask you this. Have 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 anyone approached you because they seen your music, they like your movement, like as far as record labels, management, other like trying to do a partnership, anything of, of along those lines? Yeah, I mean, we had a lot. We have a lot of um mm-hmm. a lot of people in contact with us right now. Okay. Um the big thing is we're still um under contract for the show. So okay. they have like a talent hold period. That's like 
that's like uh two months so basically right 60 days um republic who's you know i own it came out and they came out on republic okay so they actually have you know the rights they have an option to be able to pick me up if they mm. want to pick me up within the 60 days so we have to wait to sign any deals you know until that 60 days, days. runs out so that's what you've been telling the people yeah so it's basically you know we have our, our talks but it's just kind of you got to keep it <laughs> keep it on and need to know <laughs> you gotta keep it under wraps yeah. <laughs> disclaimer like a mouth yeah that's how they get you though that's how they, they real hit but this is business yeah, i gotta respect business, it man. but it's like damn shit 60 days that's not bad imagine if that shit was a year yeah, yeah, you know, because you know, um, you some artists be attached to a label for years and they mm-hmm. can't do nothing. Like you see artists all the time where you like, well, damn, what happened? Then? Why they didn't put a record out? Well, they didn't put a record out because they attached and they can't yeah. do it. Yeah, that, that's what people like. People are asking for music. Like they're asking, you know, to drop something on. Like even when I dropped the the new record, I dropped How You Feel. I dropped it on the website and I didn't drop a commercial record because I can't. Right. Really. Um, okay. So people are asking for music, you know, but I just I can't put out music right now, you know. Uh, Oh, okay. Um, By the summer, you will be episode. Yeah, exactly. And that's why we're prepping that's everything to to kick off right. You yeah. know what I mean? So, and it just gave us time to really um, focus and and zone in on the album and hit the reset button because exactly. you just went had a strong stretch of, of a lot of things going on. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. I mean, I came back and I slept for like four days, like straight. Like I didn't even get out of bed. I barely ate. Like I was just drained. Because we're we're we don't realize that we're going nonstop. Like when you see us on a on an episode, mm-hmm. it's like episode four, for instance. Like I got up at five forty five that morning. We had press mm-hmm. all day. Right. I didn't perform until like nine thirty, nine thirty, ten o'clock at night. But you started at five in the morning. Well, we started at five, you know, five six in the morning. So what time? Every what time was everything done? Man, them 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 shows are run. The filming are run till one in the morning, two in the morning sometimes. So that's a long, that's a long day, man. <laughs> that shit, yeah. yo. To see, and this is the stuff that you don't know about or hear about, not unless you talk to someone that actually experienced it. Because exactly. we thinking like, all right, you go up there, you do your little performance, bye bye. Mm-hmm. No, it ain't, it ain't that simple. It's, 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 it's production people, it's production assistant people, yeah. it's camera people, it's makeup people. Yeah, man. Every between, between they did so much makeup. I'm like, man, I don't not want to wear this makeup, bro. <laughs> like, like, oh, so they made you? Yeah, like because it's something with the cameras. Okay, you know, they're saying like you, you'll look like funny on camera or something like that. Yeah, the shine and stuff like that. Okay, on the camera. Um, so they have to put makeup on you. So we had to do that, and right, and they'll get you too, man. They'll they'll if you uh, try to not do it. Nah, but they'll they'll get yeah. like even like. Mm-hmm. With me talking, like I, it was a lot of people online. It was like, oh, he using the excuse to why he lost and stuff like that. Oh, and said, oh, I didn't, on. yo. Right. They asked me that question backstage. I said I don't want to talk about it. They asked me that question, um, like oh, three the media times. People, yeah, they asked me like three times. Like I don't want to talk about it. Right. So when I get on stage, they talk in the airpiece and make them ask me on stage. And she still asked me. Fergie asked me that question. I, I didn't answer to the third time. Oh. I was like, I don't want to talk about it. I want to make no but excuse. You, so, Nothing them like questions was asked multiple times live on TV. Because so, it's not live. It's tape. It's tape. It's pre-recorded. It's pre-recorded, so, but... So, they, they asked him multiple times. And you're in front of the audience now, and now they're like, okay, well, what, what's going on? Right. So, by the third time, he still, I th- she was like, I think the people will want to know. And I'm just like, all right, whatever. Right. Fuck it. Yeah, so... I don't, that, I mean, that's don't the make part that you didn't like prior that. about this brand. Yeah, I didn't, the, I didn't like that because, you know, one thing that we pride ourselves on, man, is just mm-hmm. taking everything in stride. You know right. what I mean? Whether yeah. it's good or bad and really just building off of the experience. Mm-hmm. So 
I, we never want to look like we're making any type of excuse or anything like that. Right. Um, so that was one thing that I, that is, didn't really sit well with us. Yeah. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> you here though, bro. Yeah. All right. So let's talk a little hip hop here. So um, before we get into Nipsey Hussle's album, I want to talk about like your top five albums or artists of all time and why. Uh, my top five artists. All right. Let's see. Hip hop. <laughs> hip hop artists. I mean, Hove to me is at the top. You know what I mean? And, you know, a lot okay. of people put put. I mean, I love Biggie. You know, mm-hmm. I love Pac. You know, um, but a lot of people put them above above Hove. And I I feel like personally, mm-hmm. I put Jay above them. I put Jay at number one because mm-hmm. you know he's transcended so many eras and so many genres of music. And we don't know like we know what Biggie and, and Pac and we know what they did when they were here, right. but we don't know where they would be today. You know, okay. we know they're great, but we don't know where they would be today. And we look at Hove, we have a living legend that's right. still going. Okay. You know what I mean? So it's, I feel like it's only right that he has to be number one. Okay. Um, other than that, man, like I said, I only been rapping for, for eight years. So I'm learning as I go as well, you know, mm-hmm. about, about hip hop and about the history. Okay. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, um, so, you know, definitely Biggie is in my top five. Nas is in my top five. Yeah. Um, I put Fab in my top five, man. Fab has been on this plan his whole career. And because he wants to be there. Yes, you know what yeah. I mean? He yes, could yeah. Fab could be way bigger than what he is, yeah. but he just wants to be Fab. Like right. and he's true to himself in every right. So I, I show much love and much respect to Fab. I get, you know, um every time I hear Fab, it's just it, it amazes me, man. And then um um, you know, definitely like it's too. I feel like man, this top five question is hard because it's too many. You know, to put in the top five. What's, What's your top five, five bro? <laughs> like, Me? Yeah. I got um, I got Hove. Okay. Nas. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I feel like you can't mention Hove without Nas. You know what I mean? I feel like both of them brought that. each other. Yeah. To the top. You know what I mean? Um, right. My 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 uh, mm-hmm. my top five is a little different. Like I. It's not I wrong like uh, I like people like Eve, like like Eve. Eve oh, yeah. is what got me into the into the rap game. Like really? that was my first album I brought. All about Eve. No, uh, the first one. Um. Oh. Um. First lady. First lady. Yeah, yeah. that's what so I'm that, about to say. That was yeah. my first album I bought. Okay. So a female got Philly me into in the, the building. Game, you know what I mean? Um. Germantown. <laughs> definitely. So I got to put Eve in my top five. Okay. You that's know not what wrong mean? with that. Um, Definitely Lauren. You know, Lauren it's Lauren's hard. definitely up there. It's yeah, hard, man. It's hard to narrow it down. You got people like you got Ghostface. <laughs> yeah, Jada Styles. To me, I, I'm a big Styles P fan. So okay, yeah. mine's is you know all over the place. Got to go down South Tip. Yeah, definitely. Tip is a problem. Don't West forget Coast about Andre Snoop. Three K. Oh, three Stacks. Yeah, you know? Cannot yeah. forget about three. Like Scarface. It's hard, man. I got. I, you know what? I got J Cole in my top five. Mm. That's, I mean, I, I, I can't put him five. in there yet because he's still working. Uh-huh. But I think that he has a possibility to, to, to get there. But I want to elaborate on what you said about Jay and Nas and Tupac. I think that me personally, that if Tupac and Biggie was alive, Jay wouldn't be. He wouldn't be where he at today. That's just my personal opinion. I really don't think that. I think that because, I mean, if you look at all the collaborations that Jay mm-hmm. and Big did together, Brooklyn's Finest, I Love the Dough, I think Biggie killed them on every time. Every time. 
I just don't think he he, he he equates to Biggie. It's just his flow, his cadence, is everything to me. But then when you think about Hov, though, like <laughs> like he was doing his thing at the same time, you know, still right. But the thing about Hov is it was so it was so different. Like they were they were like on total different planes as far as sound, as far as flow, and things like that. Right. But they were totally different artists. So they I felt like they could definitely coexist. Yeah, and be I at do the top too. Of the game together. You know what I mean? I do too. Um, you know. It's hard though, man. It's hard to say because I feel like Pac. I feel like Pac was a phenomenal actor, and and me personally, I feel like Pac wouldn't even be doing music, you know. Yeah, I think because he was leaning towards not doing music and probably being a label owner. Yeah, because he was just trying to get Macafelic Records um, Mm -hmm. together at the time. So I feel like, yeah. I mean, me personally, I think he would be probably one of the biggest actors in in of all time at this point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because he was phenomenal in that. You know, he was just a creative, talented person. So it's kind of hard to really, like I said, it's kind of yeah. hard to, to keep them there right. and, and say that they would still be number one when mm-hmm. you don't know what path they would have took. took. You know right. what I mean? Right. Where do you think Kendrick and Drake going to end up when it's all said and done? Um... <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, I mean, I love Kendrick. I love Drake. You know what I mean? Um, I feel like them, too, they're on t- two totally different. They're the modern day, you know, um, well, you can kind of say him or uh, Kendrick or J. Cole, but they're the modern day, you know, uh, Jay and Oz, you know. So it's really just, I feel like Drake is, is, is going to go down as one of the biggest artists ever you know what i mean we were just talking about it with the god with the new uh god's plan thing what he did you know um that catapulted him to a whole new level like a whole new stratosphere like he just hit and me my personal opinion he just hit like icon status like like legend status with that you know yeah i would You know what? Because you got to think, legend, legendary is not just, being legendary is not just the music. You know, it's what you do with the platform as well. You know what I mean? It's what you do with the time that you're on top. So I feel like him and even Kendrick too, they've been doing a lot that. That's legendary shit. Exactly. They're going to be doing a lot of legendary. And even somebody new that's coming along like Chance the Rapper, you know, he's doing, he's making history. You know what I mean? Yeah, he is. He's on the And and what he's doing as far as his community is crazy. Mm -hmm. Right, you know, so that's that's another thing that's gonna make him legendary in his own right. Right, you know, and 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 some people's eyes already makes him legendary. If he stopped doing music today, they would remember what he's what done he's, so what far. What he's done so far for Chicago. Yeah, yeah, so. that's true. Well, bro, man, listen. Oh, before we go, no, that's not it. I gotta talk about this victory lap and Nipsey Hustle, and I, a lot of people on Twitter were saying it's a classic. And I'm just like, bro, no, I'm sorry. I can't <laughs> give it that. I mean, listen, I feel like people use the word classic loosely in this era. And like I said, yeah. my favorite songs on the, on the album is Blue Laces 2, Hustle and Motivate, Status Symbol, Grinding All My Life, and Million While You Young featuring The Dream. I think that song is on another level. And Real Big featuring CeeLo Green. Like, stuff like that. That's yeah. six songs, but that's not the whole album. To me, for a classic, for something to be a classic, it has to be a collective of classic songs. Right. And it has to measure up with other classics. It's not better than Doggy Style. It's not better than Crying. And I'm staying on the West Coast. It's not mm-hmm. better than Ice Cube, America's Most Wanted. It's right. not better than The Death Certificate. So in, in order for it to be a classic, it has to measure up. And I think that Damn is a classic, and I don't think it's better than Damn. So you know, See, it's for, just mm. for me. I mean, even with Damn, you know, I feel like we labeled that a classic too soon. You know, even though it's a phenomenal, I, I feel like me personally, Kendrick's um, best project to date is still Section Eighty. 
You know what I mean? That's mm, something that I still really? go back you to. You think it's better than Good Kid, Man City? That's something I don't. I don't go. I don't go back to Good Kid, Man City as much. as I will go back to Section Eighty. You know what I mean? A classic is what resonates to you. So a, a right. classic is is an individual thing. You know, it's it's like for individual people. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, it's it's no, which listen, no, listen. No. I mean, people label different things classic, but I feel like the problem the problem is like you said, you like like it's like six records that you think are like classic up records there, classic on that records. album. Absolutely. You know, um, but somebody else but might feel like all of them is classic. Yeah, I feel like when when people give that classic label too soon it puts a damper on the success of the project true you know what I that's mean? why i said it, it takes a month to me to digest your album if you consistently listen to it for a month i think you can get a a, a good you know opinion on whether it is or whether it's not mm-hmm. and i'm i'm not i'm not saying it can't potentially be one but as of as i sit here today no you know what i'm saying yeah i mean i gotta i gotta i gotta have time I, I gotta to digest it, it huh yeah. i have to give it a year a year, like yeah. I have to be able to come a back month to is it. Too too early for to digest year? art. Maybe like you six gotta months. Think, you gotta think. You know, years and years later, we still come back to, you know, Victory the blueprints. Land. We still come, come back, back to, to, you know, life um, after death. Like exactly, we still come back to these classic albums. You know, the Miseducation of Lauryn Hill. Like we still come back to these albums. Right. Like, like decades later. Like yeah, you know what exactly. I mean. Exactly. Um, and that's something that that makes something classic. So I feel like it really just takes time to to grow. Like we we talk about even even Drake's projects, and we think that mm-hmm. you know one of the best albums from Drake is um, mm-hmm. nothing, nothing was, was the same. same. You know that's mm, that's, that's one of Drake's. Um, I actually think uh, so. F- um, the first joint, so far gone. The, yeah, or, so far uh, gone. Think me later, one of them. Yeah. So far gone, and take care. I think that's his take best. care is 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 up there too. You know, um, mm-hmm. so it's really. I mean, I, it's I the, it, yeah, it's not. You can't. It's hard, bro, because everybody air is different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, everybody opinion on hip hop is different. So we definitely, I like definitely. Some can people said that. that. You know, some. Never mind. All <laughs> right. So before we go, bro, tell the people how they can follow you. What you got coming up? And of course, you come on this podcast. You got a freestyle, so I already got a beat lined up for you. But tell the people how they can follow you. (laughs) What music you got coming up? Uh, Man, well, you can follow me at Railjerv. You know, everywhere: Instagram, Twitter, um, Mm -hmm. Facebook, right? Everywhere, man. Everything is the same. And um, what we got lined up? Like I said, we got. The album coming in June. We got our first headlining show coming in June, so you can definitely be on the lookout for that. Make sure you send um, me the invite, bro. Yeah. Oh, for sure, bro. For sure. Um, and that's the crazy part because I knew you was gonna ask me that. <laughs> no, no, nah, because it's something I wanted to touch on too. Because I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you a little sixteen. I don't really need to be. I'm gonna give you a little sixteen. Oh but, no, um, you gotta have that beat. It, it just, <laughs> it's, it's just a '90s beat. It's just, it's just perfect, bro. <laughs> I'm gonna give you a little. I'm gonna give you a little acapella song. It's just, right. it's better because here's the thing, right? Mm-hmm. People understand, and and what I think as far as freestyling, man, I, it's a, and this is definitely something I want to address because it's a, freestyling, man. That's a people get it misconstrued. You know right. what I mean? Okay. Freestyling is a lot of people have written verses. Right. That they rap and they add, they fit to different beats. Right. You know what I mean? It's not how it was. You know, a true freestyling is, is, a, is a gift. Right. That's not something that you can learn. Like, that is something that you're born with, and that is a gift. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, I totally agree with you. So, 
when you try to like somebody that's that's mm-hmm. just rapping or somebody that hasn't been right in the in the they didn't grow up on it and they didn't grow up in it mm-hmm. you know to hold somebody to that same standard and to have that same gift is is an unfair thing you know what i mean i totally agree um not that you shouldn't be able to spit you know a verse but at the end of the day, like we have to, mm-hmm. and I felt somebody said it, man, and they got chewed up on the internet for saying it, and I just completely disagreed with it. Um, what they, you remember what they said? They were just like, "I'm not, you know, that's not my art, that's not my lane, right? You know, I'm not that type of artist," and I can completely respect it. And just like we was talking about when Fifty did it, Fifty was like, uh, "You know, it's a, it's a, get you a verse and said what you want for free." Yeah, like, you know, right. You know, it's, I, yeah, yeah, I did remember that. Yeah, yeah you gotta pay for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, so, and down south, they don't do it. Cause yeah. I think Gucci Mane, they asked Gucci Mane, and he was like, no, you gotta pay for that. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's a, it's a hard thing, especially when you're, you gotta think of it too. Like, with me, I don't write a lot now these mm. days. I write for projects. You know oh, I mean? okay. So concepts. Once, yeah, I write I write based on concepts because I don't I don't just you know, you you'll never hear a record where you just hear me rap. Like Right. Like just it's gonna like, be about something. Yeah, it's always it's always something and it's always calculated. So especially when I'm in album mode, it's something that's like And you are in that now. Yeah, when when we're in album mode, I'm just like Nah. I gotta, I gotta stay in album mode. You know, yeah, I don't, I, I don't take, that. I don't take time away. And from you are that. artist, so it's no, it's no, everything is good, brother. If you don't, you know, you don't want to spit it. Let me say, let me say, it's all good. Uh. <clears throat> you would rather be more famous than rich, huh? You rather some shit that you can't kick, huh? You opened your mouth and they plead the fifth. Open season, you niggas is fucking. Line them up, these boys is getting no. Come at me one-on-one, fucking one-on-one. Come at me as a collective. Let's see who really bold. This is war. Who keeping score? Anything goes. You top down. Get picked like Kennedy in that rose. Yeah, I know the block. Don't fuck with the stove. Don't fuck with the cops. No love for these hoes. Niggas ain't been to church in a minute. Pray for forgiveness. No hit, no weapon formed and no secrets hidden. Pray for niggas that's out of options. Making moves. Your pedal careful. Somebody's watching. The cup white. The kettle black. One thing in common. Heat the only topic. If you started, ain't no stopping. Nigga, pull it. Better pop it. I done showed you boys a million flows. Swerving in every lane because I can't get to the money and try to split the road. Fuck buddy, buddy. No love for niggas. They got to go. Far as I know, you be all on a record spitting cold. Look, this is how I feel about rap can it gut the fucking industry and get that shit back fuck every bitch you ever loved just to say that i did it they say he lasted five years then that nigga went missing he in the sticks jefe pablo put painting pictures on your bitch run down on the guy till had a kitty doing flips and can't nobody live and tell me shit please direct me to the safe i got some shit i gotta get i'm on a mission yeah, something like something like man. damn something bro like. <laughs> like i can't yo and that's some real shit bro i can't even i don't even know like your flow and delivery i don't even know where to put you like seriously, I don't like. I think I do. I do see a little bit of K dot in there, mm-hmm. but I still don't. I can't put you there, bro. Cause it's cause then I hear other songs. I'm like, well, that that ain't K dot. That's that's you. Like it's just different and shit that, you be doing. And that's the versatility, man. We we man when we first started, we started making like pop songs. Like we didn't know <laughs> what we wanted to do. Like For we real? were doing. I so set like my soul on fire, yeah. like crazy, like, like <laughs> I, mean, I mean, like we were saying we we're doing crazy songs, but it, you know what it did? It made us versatile, you okay. know, 
my sound, I was I, I growing. I was 16, so right. I was still finding my sound. So, I was still finding yeah, my voice, right. and I was still finding myself. Right. You know, so making all those different records, it adjusted my voice as well. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? To be able to fit on different records and to be right. able to fit on different beats right. and stuff like that. So. It was it it was a, a blessing, you know, for us to be able to do that. Cause now it's people. I mean, they compare me to a hundred different artists. You know what I mean? But yeah. all they're really trying to say is it sounds like Real Jerv, because right. If you can't put your finger on it, he, he sounds like this person. Well, no, no he kind of like well, he kind of sounds like then you Real like, Jerv. Nah, I'm me. You right. know what I mean? All you're saying is I belong. You think that I belong on that on that on that tier somewhere? You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, bro, I appreciate you coming on the podcast, oh, man. man. And sure. I wish you nothing but success. This is your boy, DJ Bugsy. This is Do It For Hip Hop Podcast, episode 25. It drops on March 6th everywhere. iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud. Keep it hip hop. Peace. <laughs>